Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There is a ton going on. Lots to get to. Lots that we want to talk about. Of course, we'll give you the latest update out of Uvalde, Texas. And um, the story is changing as we go. As we said yesterday, we would get more information. As we get more information, we'll bring you more information. We have a lot more information. I'm going to tell you all about it in a moment on a Friday. Give me some strings. Horns. Yes, indeed. Polo's here. Sam as well. Talk the voices out. What day is it anyway? Where is Bob Guthrie? Let's go. Friday. Uh-huh. Thank God it's Thank God it is Friday. Yes, indeed. Friday. Let's go. Thank God it's Thank God it is Friday. Yes, it is. Let's make it a free speech Friday. Come on. Ah, uh, freedom. Uh-huh. Say what? Bring it now. Monday through Thursday, I set the agenda. I'll be setting the agenda today, too, to be honest. But on Friday, you'll get your chance. Anything on your mind, fair game. If I know something about it, we'll talk about it. If not, we will move on. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. Go to JoePags.com, J-O-E. P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Go there and you can click on any of the social media that you happen to follow. I'm probably on there and I'm probably verified. Make sure you look for me. Make sure you're on the right page. Also, scroll down to the bottom. You can click on contact and send me an email. Of course, there's a lot going on. And um, not only the state of Texas and not only the country, the United States, but the entire world is keeping a close eye on what's happening in Uvalde, Texas. There's good reason for that. Because I think across the board, no matter your religion, your background, your race, your creed, your nationality, doesn't matter. We all care about our children. We all care to take care of our children, look out for our children. Our children were not looked out for this week. And a bad guy took advantage of that and killed 19 of them, two of their teachers. In a small community, many of you never heard of before. I had. It's on our weather map every night on the news. We know where Uvalde is. And we know them to be really, really good people. But many of you had never heard of it. And it's understandable, but you do hurt with them. You see people making politics out of it immediately. I did not. You can go back and look at my tweets and my monologues and everything else. There is no politics. There are no politics that can change how I feel about what happened in Uvalde, Texas. We also try to keep you updated. Yesterday I was in for Sean for three hours, then my show for three hours. We gave you the very latest information that we saw. Last night I was bothered because I I jumped on Twitter. And on Twitter, some very big-name conservatives, you can go on there and find them yourself, were lighting up police. They didn't do anything. Lighting up police, they're a bunch of cowards. There was a video, a viral video that's going around of parents, frantic parents outside of that school, demanding the police do something. I saw some report about one parent being tased and handcuffed. I don't know that to be the case. If it is, that's ridiculous. Unless you were doing it to save her life. I mean, she just wanted to run in there. Uh, she might have been killed. But having said that, what the information we had yesterday was that the bad guy goes to the school, gets into a door that was unlocked, that is adjacent to the parking lot for the teachers. The door should have been locked and closed. 
It's unlocked. He walks in. He starts killing people. The police get there four or five minutes later, and the killing is done. And they they go into the building. Two officers are slightly injured. They're grazed with bullets. They retreat. They wait for the tactical team to get there. The tactical team goes in, takes 45 minutes or an hour. And the tactical team then breaches the classroom, kills the guy. A Bortac guy, a law enforcement officer, killed the bad guy and stopped the threat. Today we have more information. And as I said last night, as people were lighting up the police with no information, they were making assumptions from the video that was viral that was going around. We now have new information. I said this last night. When we get new information, I went after the Parkland guy because he was a coward. I went after the Parkland sheriff's deputies. They were cowards. I went after Israel, the sheriff in in Broward County, because he's a coward. I have no problem calling out law enforcement if they don't do the job. But my knee jerk is to wait for the evidence, wait for the information, wait for the knowledge that we all need. That's my knee jerk. And again, what we were presented with yesterday was a scenario that makes sense. Because you have 600 kids in that school, you want to get everybody out safely that you can and then take out the bad guy who's barricaded in a classroom. Today we found out more information. Today we got the, the actual story that the evidence proves. The bad guy gets there. The door wasn't only unlocked, it was propped open. And again, listen, last couple of days of school, who knows why it's propped open? It's Uvalde, Texas. Nobody thinks anything bad's going to happen. I get that. But there are no exceptions. The door should not have been propped open. The door should have been locked. Guy walks in, starts shooting immediately. Two classrooms, class 111 and 112, were both involved. He's killing people indiscriminately. Police get there in four or five minutes. They go in. Two of them are injured, just like we reported yesterday. But then the word that they retreated, it doesn't sound like they retreated. They stayed in the hall as he was in one of the classrooms. Inside the classroom, as reported by the DPS boss, who is Department of Public Safety in Texas, the boss, Steve McCraw, there are 911 calls being made by students inside the class. The students are calling 911, and they're saying, please send police now. At this point, there are 19 police officers in the hallway. 19. There's one bad guy in the classroom. 19 police officers. There are children on the phone in the classroom where there are still people alive. While the 19 are in the hallway and not taking action because the commander on site made the decision that the active shooter situation was over. It's now, it's now a barricaded gunman situation. That's the decision that was made. And it was a bad decision because on the 911 calls, you hear gunfire from inside that classroom. And children that were still alive are now being killed. And the police were in the hallway. Because somebody made the decision that it wasn't an active shooter situation anymore. It was a barricaded gunman. I'm not a police officer. I've ridden around with police officers. I have great friends that are police officers. And you know to a fault on this show, I support police officers because it's one of the few jobs in this country where people say, I'll take that job that might kill me today. I don't fear that. I don't do that job. You probably don't fear that. You don't do that job. I am a supporter of police because I know that the vast majority are good people. 
When asked about this knowledge that we now know, and we found this out today, so anybody bloviating last night didn't know, and they were off base because they did not have the knowledge to back it up. Steve McCraw, the DPS boss, was asked about it. Was it the right decision? I'm sitting now. Of course it was not the right decision. It was a wrong decision, period. There's no, no excuse for that. But again, I wasn't there, but I'm just telling you, from what we know, we believe there should have been an entry at that as soon as you can. Hey, when there's an active shooter, the, the rules change. It's no longer, okay, it's no longer a barricaded stuff. You don't have time. You don't worry about outer perimeters. And by the way, Texas embraces active shooter training, active shooter certification, and that, that, doc, that doctrine requires officers. We don't care what agency you're from. You don't have to have a leader on the scene. Every officer lines up, stacks up, goes and finds where those rounds are being fired at and keeps shooting until the subject is dead, period. That's what you do. That was not done in Uvalde. We now know that to be a fact because the boss of the situation, the boss of the DPS, the Department of Public Safety, Steve McCraw, just told us. 19 police officers in the hallway. The video that you're seeing is outside. There are more cops outside keeping parents back so that they don't end up dead. But 19 cops in the hallway. And some would say, well, you can't just breach the door. It's not easy. They had the key from the janitor. They had the key to the door. So knowing what we know now, and the governor found this out today as well, because what he was told yesterday is what I just said, that the active shooter situation was over and that it was a barricaded gunman. That's not true. More children died after the cops got there. And we, before now, did not know that. Let me say this as clearly as I can. If you decide you're going to be a police officer, don't do it for the pension. Don't do it for the pay. Do it for the love of your community and your family and do it knowing you're going to put your body between an innocent person and a bad guy and you're going to do everything you can to stop the bad guy. Now, what happened in Uvalde was not the police's fault. What happened in Uvalde was not the school's fault, nor the teacher's fault. It was the fault of the bad guy that showed all the signs of being a bad guy, and nobody did anything to stop him. But once that's underway, I don't care the reason. I don't care the causation. What I care is we call 911, and an 8- to 10-year-old baby is on the phone saying, please send the police, as she's watching her classmates die as some who made 911 calls never came out. You bust in and you kill the guy. Pull him apart limb by limb if you have to, to save the lives of children. Why did you sign up? Why did you have a gun? Why are you there to serve and protect? What, serve and protect yourself? Serve and protect what? Because if I'm there and the commander says, it's now a barricaded gun and no longer active shooter. And I hear one inkling of another gunshot. I am through that door willing to die lest another child die. This isn't complicated. It's hard. It's really difficult to put your life on the line for somebody else. But you decided to do that when you took the oath. Just like McCraw just said, I don't care who the on-site person is. You go in, guns blazing until the guy's dead.
That's what you do. And they didn't do it. Those of you who jumped to conclusions last night or the day before, shame on you for not waiting for the information. Now that we have the information, I'm giving it to you straight. And the cops who didn't go in should be ashamed of themselves. And the commander on the scene should face charges. There is no excuse. And I listen, your current law enforcement or former law enforcement, you're going to call me and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about because I've never been in the situation. Kiss my ass. Because if one of my children were there and I had a gun where I could stop the guy, I would put my life on the line to save her. And I'm no better nor worse than any police officer whom, by the way, I, by reflex, support. And you guys know that by listening to my show. But when you're Scott Peterson at at, uh, Parkland, when you're the Broward County Sheriff's Office at Parkland, and you're cowards and you do nothing, I will call your ass out, and this is not okay. 19 cops and one 18-year-old punk? And more children died while you were in the hall. There is no explanation. And again, I'm going on the information from the boss of the investigation, Steve McCraw. I didn't assume any of this. And yesterday, in fact, what I was told was that the shooting was over and it was a barricaded gunman and they went in when they could when it was safe. Turns out that not that is not the case. And it makes me sick to have to report that to you. It truly does. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. We're coming right back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. to have you here. I appreciate you. The Joe Pag Show for your Friday. It's been a very heavy week. And we deal with it the way that we can, the best way we can. And what we do as humans, we try to find out the whys. We, find, we try to find out the causation. We try to figure out how we can rationalize it in our heads. Listen, most of us are very, very, very good people who would never consider something like this. So rationalizing it is probably never going to happen. But we can certainly gain as much information as we can, make decisions on how we feel about it once we get that information in. Thus, my monologue, where I wanted to make sure you had the very latest information, actual information from the lead investigator from the DPS, the the Texas Department of Safety, of of Public Safety, that's what DPS stands for. I want to make sure I gave you that from Steve McCraw and that you knew exactly what went on. And I will call out anybody when they do something where their mistake ended up in the deaths of people. Again, let me, let me make it clear. A law enforcement officer killed this guy, so the good guys got the bad guy. But it appears as though the good guys could have gotten him before 19 children and two adults were killed. That's what it appears from the information we have now. And that's inexcusable. 
when you sign up to be, to be a police officer, when you sign up to protect and serve, you need to do that, and that means putting your life on the line. If you no longer want to put your life on the line, I respect it. I don't, I'm not a cop. Then quit and go do a different job. It's, it's just that simple. It's not okay that a situation like yesterday happened. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Got to remind you about the big news. A recent study showed that Americans do not trust the big media. You know that. That's why I bring you the, the truth right here. Now Americans like me have found a source they do trust. It's Newsmax. I watch Newsmax. I'm on there all the time. I wouldn't appear if I didn't trust them. I even use the, the free Newsmax app on my smartphone. Nielsen says almost 7 million cable viewers watch Newsmax, but not Fox News. Millions really are making the switch to Newsmax. Start your mornings with Wake Up American Rob Finnerty. Finish the night with Rob Schmidt. He tells you the real news with no spin. On weekends, watch Mike Huckabee, Diamond and Silk, Rob Carson, Sebastian Gorka, and many more. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems. If your system doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it or change to a cable a cable system that does, in fact, carry this network that you're going to be very happy with. Make sure you do this right now. More than 20 million Americans made the switch to a news source they can trust. It's Newsmax. Again, download that app. I've had it for about six years now on my, on my cell phone. Go to the iOS App Store or to, the Google, to Google Play. It's free. No paywall. You'll be very happy. Make the switch today. You will not go back. Let me take uh, some phone calls here. Let me say hello and welcome to Mike, who's in Missouri. Mike, what's going on? Hi. Okay, I'll put you back on hold, Mike. You're clearly not ready to go on the air. Jerry, Michigan, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. I, I agree 100% about uh, if, if it was my kids in there, I, I'd be going through there no what no matter what, but um, I listened to that briefing twice today, and it never really made it clear when those kids were shot, um, whether it was in the first initial breach in there or, you know, during that uh, hour that they took the, the other officers to get in there. Um, I, I, there, there are several failures I, I see that, you know, why, why they didn't lock that school down right away, you know, I, I, just, I don't understand, you know. I'm with you. It was clear to me because the 911 tapes, he wouldn't let us hear them. He uh, he told us what was on them. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, we do know that most of them were probably killed when he initially went into the school. We also know that while the children were on 911 calls, you could hear gunshots in the background and the police were outside the room. They were not in the room. Back at it, going to be Carl in Minnesota. Come on, Carl. Hey, Joe, thanks. I've uh, been a long-time listener and first-time caller, but I- I'm really appalled that these officers sat outside. I'm a first responder, and when I go through these theorist trainings for first responder issues, uh, you gotta you got to actually grab an officer by the hand and make them stay outside to, to take command and do this stuff. Everybody wants to run in to take care of the threat, um, at least here in Minnesota anyway. Well, then why didn't they hear you, do you, do you think? Well, why do you think they didn't? Wasn't there kids in there? I, I have no idea. Yeah. No, because the on-scene commander said, oh, it's a barricaded gunman now. And then they heard some more gunshots and more people died. Um, it was a bad mistake, just like Steve McCross said. This was inexcusable. Steve, New York, got to go fast. What's up? Hey, bud. I, I'm just dumbfounded that there's no windows. I mean, all these kids are scared out of their minds. They're on the ground, obviously. You, you can't take this guy. You're there in four minutes. You can't take this guy out through a window. I mean, they're all qualified. Texas allows anyone to do whatever it takes to take a person like this out. Yes. 
They're there in four minutes. You can't kill them through a window? I, I don't know what the makeup of the building was. I don't know the architecture of the building. I don't know if there was an, an availability to kill them through the window. I just don't know. That information I don't have. What I do know is there were 19 police officers with guns who allowed one guy inside to continue killing. And it makes me sick. Chip Roy, when we come back, he's got more insight on this. Plus, what do we have to do to fix this problem at our schools to make our kids safe? Keep it here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have this guy back. He's District 21 Republican, the great state of Texas. It's Chip Roy. Chip, how are you? Good to see you. Well, Joe, I'm uh, you know I'm blessed. I'm doing great. I'm in Texas, but obviously it's been a it's been a tough week. But we're uh, you know we're strong and resilient. We'll be marching forward. You and I live and work in areas, but you work in Washington as well. But we work in and live in areas that about a, about an hour and a half to Uvalde. I haven't been there, but I understand it's a beautiful community, family oriented community, law enforcement, loved community. You got a community there that really loves Texas. They love their kids, and to see something like this happen is is unfathomable. I, I I'm having a hard time as the dad of five, um, two who are which uh, are still in public schools in Texas, coming to terms with this, sending your kid to school in the morning, and, and he or she doesn't come back in the afternoon. I want to start there. Why didn't they come back? Chip, 1999 is when Columbine happened. There's no excuse that this is happening 23 years later. Talk to me. Well, we all agree with that, uh, Joe. And obviously, you know, I have uh, two kids at school age. Um, I'm sitting right outside of batting practice right now where I just took my son. Um, and it is unfathomable. You talked about the people of Uvalde. Uh, these are really good people. Um, I've spent a lot of time in Uvalde, uh, particularly over the last couple of years, because of how much they've been impacted by the border situation. Right. We're not here to talk about that issue, but it's a very real problem in Uvalde. And it borders the district I represent, as you know. And I represent Lakey. I represent that part of Real County, which is just about 30, 40 miles up the road from Uvalde. So I know those folks. I know the mayor. I know some law enforcement. Um, so it hurts, right? I, I just, you know, the number of people who have had people of their family who are impacted by it. I was talking to Pete Cortez, who is the owner of Tierra in San Antonio. Yeah. You know Tierra. Yeah. You know, one of their workers, her niece was killed, mm. right? Uh, when I was talking to the mayor of Uvalde. Two of his staff, their kids were in there and were killed. Um, everybody I talked to has had somebody that was touched by it. You ask why this is occurring uh, still now 23 years since post-1999. In my view, this is uh, reflective of a deep-seated cultural rot in our country and a society that has shunned in the name of criticizing you know, toxic masculinity, has shunned fathers and dads being dads, doing what they should do, standing up, being at the school, having a show of strength and support, making sure their sons are working out, engaged in the community, aren't sitting at home by themselves playing freaking Call of Duty. Yeah. And while the mom is on drugs and the dad is missing in action, the grandparents are trying to step in. That is a emblematic example case study of what is wrong in our country. It is a rot. We can talk about guns all day long, but if you've got a soulless individual that is willing to shoot his grandmother, then we have a much deeper, bigger, deep-seated problem than having a debate about whatever the people in Washington want to do to try to step in and, and solve some problem. District 21 Republican, great state of Texas, Chip Roy. I agree with you. Causation is very important. 
let's not worry about the why right now. Let's worry about how do you stop this piece of garbage before he shoots one kid. So we've got a school that doesn't follow proper protocol. I'm not blaming the school. The bad guy did what he did. But you got the teacher's entrance propped open, and he walks right in. As you know, and probably this is what it's like where you live, it is where I live, if I want to go to a school, even though people know who the hell I am, I still have to stop in between two doors, there's a thick piece of glass protecting the people in the office, I show them my license, they print out a visitor's thing, I put it on my chest, and then they buzz me in. There should be one point of entry, no exceptions. You know, when, when my third daughter was born, I had two, two kids that were quite a bit older, nine and ten years older, and I said... There are no mistakes when you're, holding your, when you're holding your sister. There are no mistakes when you're playing with your sister. This is a real human life. We have to take everything seriously. So, Chip, what do we have to do to stop you know, people falling through the cracks and being able to, to make entry where he shouldn't have been able to make entry? Well, obviously, this is something that uh, was clear in terms of what we saw in the timeline. I think you and I were talking about Steve McGraw, the head of DPS. Yes. He's a friend. He's a good man. He was walking through their report right now. We're still collecting information. We're still trying to understand exactly what happened. And look, I need to say one thing. As we go through and figure out what happened and we point the fingers at police officers, remember how many police officers today are now hesitant to act because they've basically been told they're going to be sued or be in trouble if they are too uh, aggressive. I agree. I'm telling you, it's a real problem. And I've heard it already today. I've heard it from people talking about the police officer in Uvalde, local sheriffs, how they're saying we have a cultural problem because we've been doing that. Now, again, you still have a job to do. And we're looking at the facts and the facts are looking a little problematic. You mentioned the door being open. Yeah. You mentioned the cops being out there for, uh, or at least I know the cops were out there for a reasonable Well, well Chip, I don't want to go to the cops yet. I just want to talk about yep. the actual safety and security stopping people from getting in. This guy had yep. had big-time weaponry. I get that. He had a lot of ammunition. I get that. Maybe he makes entrance eventually anyway, but we need to make it hard for people right. to get in because police were close by. The 911 was called. They were there in like four minutes. They were there very, very quickly, and they were taking this guy on. Two of them heroically go in and end up getting injured almost immediately. They backed out. They stayed in the hallway. What we know from yep. across today and what Governor Abbott just now said in his press conference is that they got their story wrong yesterday. The real truth is making the, the governor livid, he said, four or five times. And, and McCraw was almost in tears as he reported this. There were 19 cops in the hallway outside the door. They assumed that it went from an active shooter to a barricaded gunman where they thought nobody else was in danger, that the deed had been done. While they were out there in the hallway, more kids were being shot. It's heard on 911 audio. So we know that they should have gone in. McCraw said today it was a mistake. They should have gone in. There's no excuse for it. So we can get to that in earnest in a second. But isn't the first line of defense, don't let the guy in. you got to stop the guy at all costs from getting in to begin with. And there are no exceptions here. Are there enough safety standards uniformly throughout Texas and throughout the United States that can help to at least thwart a little of what these people want to do? Well, that's right. And, and you know, you mentioned that the door was propped open. Yeah. Uh, again, this is Uvalde, a, a, t- a town of about 15,000 people. Uh, to some degree, I suspect that that's part of a, you know, hey, we don't think this stuff's going to happen here. Right. Uh, I do think this is obviously a wake up call to that sort of a thing. Uh, that you've got to have a school set up. And we use the term like hardened, whatever that means. you got to have a school so that you, you've got to go through the procedures to get in so that you know that the school is safe. Um, of course, sometimes kids are outside. Sometimes they're moving from one building to another, depending right. on what the campus looks like. But you got to have that set up so people can't get in. And that obviously broke down. Look, if you look at the timeline, the guy wrecked his car. 
uh, and like within seven minutes was in the classroom and killing kids. Right. That can't be right. If I, if I'm zeroing in on one fact, it's that wrecked his car like 1128 and was already in the classroom unloading his gun at 1133, I think, or right. 1134. Right. And bam, in like two, three, four minutes, he's then shooting people in the classroom. That's that's the problem. You can't have that because you got to be able to give people and you got to have cops the ability to get there and get in the right position and got to have a school set up so that that can't happen. That is obvious. And then, and then, Chip, no, you're right. And you and I agree. And there, there can be no exceptions. And we must learn from every single case. And it appears as though sometimes we don't. And I get it, man. I live in a small town myself. I'd love to kid to, to leave my doors unlocked. I don't. I'd love to leave my car running when I go to the store. I don't. Because we're living in a day and age where we've got mental illness all around us and bad people and bad actors all around us. You've got to take the extra steps to be safe. Do you have any comment on the facts that I just gave you about the police? What I said is verifiably true. Had they gone in and still reacted as if it were an active shooter situation, perhaps more children don't die. They, they took it as a barricaded gunman. This has all been spelled out by McCraw, um, and they waited, whereas they, they, they shouldn't have, period. So what do we do now? To, and what you said about cops being blamed for everything and defund the police movement. Single-handedly, what we learned at Parkland was that a, a coward cop didn't go in and save lives there. Shouldn't we have learned something from that? Yeah, you would think so. Um, and, and look, I know police officers go through training and, and so forth. And you know, I'm a big-time pro-cop like you are, Chip. Yeah. I'm not calling out all police. I'm, I'm calling out what happened two days ago. Yeah, if you listen to Steve, uh, and I trust Steve. Um, like I said, he's a good man, experienced, uh, running DPS for Texas. Um, if you listen to Steve, he clearly thinks they made the wrong call. That would give that I put a lot of credence in that. Yeah. Uh, and that we've got to do more to have police officers in a position or having uh, the the tools that they need to be able to engage. If that was a question, you know, they were waiting for some of the uh, I think uh, the team and some of the resources they needed. Right. But at some point, you've got to have it set up so they can know. Like, I remember there was there was a story about where one of them asked a kid to yell out and the kid yelled out and then got shot. Mm. Right. There's training should take care of that. And so that you know how to proceed. Um, But again, look, I'm not in that hallway and I don't know exactly everything that happened. I'm putting a lot of stock in what Steve said. Yes. And I still want to reserve judgment as elected official to go look through that and go talk to the mayor of Uvalde, go talk to the law enforcement personnel. But we've got to be in a position where the school is hardened, police officers can respond, and we can actually uh, stop this stuff before it starts. And, and we must make mention that the BORTAC guy, who is a law enforcement officer working with Border Patrol as part yep. of the tactical team, he was shot in the head, grazed in the head. His his hat has this N- hole in knocked it. Knocked his hat, yeah. It did, and, and he took the guy out. And there were 600 kids in that school. The fact that he killed 19 is disgusting. One is too many, but he probably saved an awful lot of lives that day as well. It's Chip Roy, District 21 Republican, the great state of Texas. Immediately, Steve Kerr, who was wearing a mask at the at the podium every day for two years, decided to take it off and through weeping that we have to have H.R. 8 because 50 senators are stopping common sense gun legislation, alluding to the fact that it somehow would have solved this. Then Jimmy Kimmel goes on late night TV. He's crying. We need H.R. 8. 50 senators are stopping common sense gun legislation. And then Joe Biden shows up. My God, there are no deer running through the hallways of schools. Why do we need AR-15s? Chip, what the hell are they talking about? What is this H.R. 8? Would this have stopped this guy a couple of days ago? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, they don't know what they're talking about, and they are incredibly and disgustingly politicizing this right out of the the gate. And I I do want to attack that for one second. Joe Biden going out the night of the occurrence, the night of the occurrence, and not just standing up as a statesman saying, 
we're all behind the people of Uvalde. Yeah. We'll deal with this later. Uh, you know, not doing that. Beto O'Rourke showing up at a press conference on Wednesday, going in and politicizing that. Uh, God bless the mayor of Uvalde, yeah. Don McLaughlin, for calling him out for what he is. And so that is wrong. Uh, we can have a debate about policy. We always should. But of course, all of these folks want to go to Washington and say, and I've got Steve Kerr hanging out in his like gated community in freaking San Francisco, right. having him want to walk in and tell us how to do things in Texas. You know what? Spare me. You know, I don't want to hear what your musings are about what we should or shouldn't do. Uh, Better O'Rourke's running for governor. Fine. Then go do that on the campaign trail. Well, that, that, that publicity stunt was was rejected by the left and the right. Uh, what he yeah. did, Chip, hurt him more than it's going to help him. But he's so stupid that he thought it would help him. Tell me about H.R. 8. Would that or would that would, would not would that or would, would that not have stopped what happened a few days ago in Uvalde? No, H- I think the answer is obviously no. Yeah. H.R. 8 would have done nothing to change what happened because it would have gone through. Uh, he went and bought a weapon at a uh, dealer for which he had to have a background check. His background came up clear. Uh, that seems to be the truth, right? That his yeah. background was clear. Right. So he bought it the legal way. Now he's 18. You can have a debate about 18 versus 21. There are constitutional questions that that raises. Yeah. Uh, legitimate ones. The Ninth Circuit just struck down a California law on the 21 age thing. But fine. You can have a debate about age. But at 18, under the law, he can go buy a weapon. He did. He passed the background check. H.R. 8 wouldn't have done a thing about that. The problem with H.R. 8 is that in a quest to stop every transaction in America from occurring without going through a background check. Like, let's be true. Almost every gun that is bought gets a background check. Uh, all my guns, I was, I was background checked on every gun I have. I've got five guns. Yeah, it's literally virtually every single one of them, unless you give it to your loved one or, or, or maybe sell it to a friend or a neighbor. They're either bought legally or if they're criminals, they buy them in the black market. The fact is, it's a it's a uh, a solution in search of a problem. Yeah. In this case, they they they, they say that's going to solve some big problem, and Steve Kerr gets up and preaches about it. It won't. And here's the danger: if you create that bill, you will be taking a giant step towards a national registry. The leftists know this; they want a national registry, and that's purposeful. They know it. And, and by the way, um, you know, in fascist nations like Hitler's Germany, and we can go back even farther, what they did was they took the ability to defend yourself from tyranny away from the from the, the citizenry. And if you do that, if you have this national registry, they'll know where every gun is, who has them, and that changes the rights that are protected by the Second Amendment. That amendment has nothing to do with deer nor target practice. It has to do with keeping Washington or even your state government in check to not overrun your rights, knowing that the citizens can defend themselves. It's actually very simple. So this is, this is a toe in the tent. Um, uh, as far as getting a, a national gun registry where AOC knows who has the guns, why they have them, and where we can go and confiscate them. Am I following you? No, you are. And in fact, I want to pick up on something you just said. Uh, there is There was a great Twitter exchange this last week where uh, a fellow who is Jewish responded to a German guy who said, as a German, I don't understand why you guys uh, you know, think you should have so many guns in America. Right. And the guy who's Jewish said, well, as a Jew, I do. Yeah. And and I've heard this from multiple people. I've heard this from uh, survivors of the Holocaust who have said, you know, the the de- the dearming of Jews. Remember that, that there was a, 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 a group of Jews who had some arms limited who were able to actually fight back for like a month. Uh, if, if the six million Jews had been uh, armed, you know, maybe that could have been avoided. Yes. Or how about we talk about uh, black Americans in the eight, 19th century? If you go back and study that, it was very specific that those who wanted to oppress black Amer- Americans here, slaves, that they wanted them to be not armed. 
that's the reality of, of the world, right? And we've seen it in history and history uh, over and over again. And that's the goal here. The left wants to disarm. They don't just want, oh, let's have a simple solution. Um, you know, we can have a debate about what we can do to try to make sure a sick individual uh, can't do what this sick individual did. Right. But let's remember that whatever he used, he shot his grandmother. He shot his grandmother. And that's that illegal. The, the last time I checked, uh, uh, Chip, that's illegal to shoot your grandmother. It's also right. illegal to walk into a school and start shooting people and killing people. Um, it's Chip Roy, District 21, Republican, the great state of Texas. I'm going to piggyback on what you said. The Republicans made sure that black Americans did have the rights that are protected by the Second Amendment. They also made sure through the NRA that they had the Second Amendment rights as well. As usual, the left were the bad guys. The Democrats were the bad guys. And they pretend now that they're the good guys and the right are the bad guys. It's very, very strange. One last question. I hope that you'll give me maybe 30 seconds on this, 45 seconds. Yep. What can we do from your body in the House of Representatives and the Senate and the president can sign to have a better handle on not allowing sick individuals who are mentally deficient walk amongst us and put us all in danger? Well, I'll say, first of all, most things that need to be done need to be done right here in Texas, at home, in our local right. districts and in state legislatures. I'm not punting. I'm just saying that's where it needs to happen. Right. To the extent we do anything in Washington, We've got grants in place to try to encourage hardening of schools. We should do that. We've got grants in place to try to give people better access to mental health care. We should do that. Uh, but what we shouldn't do is a knee-jerk reflex uh, you know, reaction by the left to try to politicize something yeah. on legislation that will have no benefit whatsoever and is questionably and dubiously constitutional. The answer to this, Joe, is dads. It's families. Yes. It's culture. It's being present. It is hardening it's, schools. It's valuing life, Chip. People don't have value for life. You're right. When you're playing Call of Duty all day and you're 14, you think yep. that's reality. That's exactly right. And I saw a great post of a San Antonio school talking about how they've got dads present. We're seeing more of that. Uh, we saw that after the bombings that went around in Austin. You remember a couple of years yes. ago? We had dads showing up. Moms were happy to see that. And dads, let's be present. Let's have dads present. Let's make sure we send a message to the world. We're re-engaging as dads. Chip, thanks for coming on today, giving us the insight on uh, on HR8 and, and letting us know that you are in this to win this and stop uh, uh, making our kids soft targets or targets at all at school. Yep. Thank you so much, my brother. Have a, have a good Memorial Day weekend. We'll talk soon. You too, and it's an important Memorial Day. God bless them. Absolutely. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I appreciate Chip coming on, explaining what HR8 is and the all the, the cries for let's get HR8 that don't make any sense. What they're saying is basically there would be the, the start of a national registry for gun owners, and nobody wants that. Uh, and it would not have stopped what this guy did in Uvalde. We need to focus on exactly what happened and how we prevent it next time. And I'm glad that we were able to put out the news today, the update that we know from the DPS. I'm still very unhappy knowing that it was 19 to 1 and they waited to go in. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pegg Show.